0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Good morning, it is Monday, July 31st. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can watch us on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar if you'd like to find Rob. All you have to do is find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. I'm there as well, Casey Daniels 317. So there have been some creative ways that people have qualified to get on the debate stage for the Republican Party on August twenty third, one is that one that we've mentioned a few times. It was the uh, Doug Bergman uh, Bergum. Bergum. I'm never going to get his name right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's not going to win. Okay. But he was offering a twenty dollar binomic relief card in return for a one dollar donation. Yeah. And then you had which worked by the way, which worked. He's right? in. He he did. He got enough people to, to do that. Um. And then you had the Miami mayor. Uh-huh. He did something creative I don't know how this is legal I know you could never do this on a radio station but he offered up a chance to meet Lionel Messi uh, to get win tickets to the soccer game all you had to do was give a one dollar and then you'd be entered in a chance to meet him or see him play I isn't that chance? That's that's like not a legal way of giving no, something you, away.
2: Yeah, there must be some way they get around that because I've seen that all the time. Where it's, it, Tr- Trump has done this, all sorts of people okay. have done this. Where it's, you, you could be entered to, if if you if you give, then you are entered. So it's not you're not buying the chance; you're giving, and then if you give, you are entered in. It's like a I don't know how they get around this. It's, it's, work around. it's a workaround bonus or something of that nature because Trump will do this all the time where you could win dinner with Donald Trump and mm-hmm. blah blah blah.
1: Well, it worked for him because he made enough money as well. Don't know if he's polling high no enough.
2: No way. There's no way the mayor of Miami is polling high enough to qualify. No way he ever gets close He didn't enough. get that 2%. No way.
1: No. But now we've got another person <laughs> will heard okay he says he expected to get poo- booed during the lincoln day dinner you might have been
2: right you expected to get pooed yeah you <laughs> i think you we're right on I think, you spoke. Booed. <laughs> I think you spoke correctly the first time
1: he, he said he, he knew that he was going to upset people if you're running for president why would you intentionally make people well angry? okay
2: so will Hurd is the guy's name he is a united states congressman um He's from Texas, right? I believe that is correct. Mm -hmm. And um, he he is one of these guys who's running, who you would say you are solely running to see yourself on television. Mm. He has absolutely no chance whatsoever. I mean, he's not showing up in any polls. He's clearly not going to get the donors. But he's running for these sorts of opportunities that we're about to talk about here. I told you this years ago when I first got into talk radio years ago. I went to an event to cover a candidate where a guy named Duncan Hunter was the, it was a fundraiser, it was a attention grabbing event. Guy was running for Congress. Duncan Hunter was the guy that they were parading around with him. And Duncan Hunter was a longtime member of the US Congress. But in 2008, he had very briefly ran for president of the United States. And I remember having this conversation about why you would pick duncan hunter and they said well because he just ran for president of the united states and everybody is used to seeing duncan hunter presidential candidate on national television fox news msnbc whatever the guy got one of the vote and he was out and he was done quickly but from a fundraising or i'm having an event perspective you put on a on a marquee former presidential candidate duncan hunter and there's clout and gravitas whereas if you had put california congressman duncan hunter nobody's coming to that
1: not the same thing
2: and so from a personal perspective if you are will heard now it is former you can always say forever former presidential candidate will heard and he will get himself on television and if he lives in a safe congressional district where he doesn't believe it's going to harm his chances at re-election or he simply doesn't care then why wouldn't you do it? It's not your money you're spending. Mm-hmm. It's some other sucker who's giving you money.
1: Okay. So also, he's kind of doing the Chris Christie thing as well, though. He's just getting in there to instigate. Like, Chris Christie seems like the only reason he's running is so that he can attack Trump.
2: Well, this isn't a. There are people who we like to call attention grabbers, mm-hmm. and they have no chance to win. There's no viable path by which they say, if even the lower people, if you're Tim Scott, There is a path by which, in some bizarro world, you could conceivably be the Republican nominee for president. It's absolutely a long shot. The chance is very small. But there is a path for you to be the Republican nominee for president. There is none. This guy is in it to get himself on TV, to make headlines, to either – he's just a complete narcissist who wants to see himself on television, or he's like Chris Christie gunning for the next thing. And if you're trying to enter in terms of the mainstream national media, the fastest way to do that is to go after Donald
1: Trump. Yep. Well, he did make headlines and he was booed for what he said in Iowa. He said, uh, Trump is running just to stay out of prison.
0: Donald Trump is running to stay out of prison.
3: And if we elect, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, listen, I know the truth, the truth is hard, but if we elect Donald Trump, we are willingly giving Joe Biden four more years in the White House and America can't handle that. God bless you and God bless America.
1: Okay, so a new uh, Monmouth University poll released said that 69% of Republican voters think Trump is the strongest nominee to compete against Joe Biden.
2: He didn't say it the right way, but let's review what he actually said. Okay. Okay. If Donald Trump wins the presidency, then he cannot be tried or put in prison. So as long as he extends which it looks like he may at least on a couple of these get him past the election now with all the stuff going on with the documents case then and he should be able to beat I mean if he has any sort of legal counsel whatsoever the the Alvin Bragg charges in New York over Stormy Daniels I mean those are pathetic then he's he heard's not necessarily wrong He is probably running to stay out of prison. I mean, he may not be running for that reason. Not
1: exclusively.
2: But he's right in the sense of his best chance to stay out of prison, because they will get him on something.
1: Is to win the presidency. Is to win the
2: presidency. Right. Okay. He didn't word it right, but that's a reality. And now I guess we're booing reality, Mm. which is his best chance to stay out of prison. Mm -hmm. That sucks. It's ridiculous. Is to win the presidency. And I don't think he's wrong that of all the candidates, and poll after poll after poll shows this, Donald Trump is the weakest person to take on Joe Biden. Now, you can say, well, all those polls are made up, all of them? I mean, because they almost exclusively show that. There may be an outlier, what they call an outlier here or there, that shows Trump doing very well against Biden. But what? The polls are all in cahoots together, too? that show. I mean, clearly, the media doesn't want a Republican winning, and yet- republicans are winning against biden in many cases except for t- trump so i mean he didn't he shouldn't have said that at that place and he probably could have worded it better but we're talking about will Hurd. what other possible reason would there be for us to talk about will Hurd Mission accomplished. This guy did a pretty good job. Right.
1: He got his headline. It is 13 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So former Attorney General Bill Barr says that he'll jump off a bridge (laughs) if his old boss, Donald Trump, does win the nomination. Yeah, he doesn't even have
2: to win the presidency. Right. Just the nomination. nomination,
1: He'll jump off a bridge. So is this your reason to vote for Trump now? Well, Casey, I am. uh, We found
2: a reason. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Look, we all my issues with Trump and things I think he's going to have a huge problem with if elected or if the nominated are well-documented. However, the thoughts of Bill Barr having to weasel out of not jumping off a bridge, because we all know he's not actually jumping off of a bridge, it's even better than the people saying... Because isn't jumping off a bridge more extreme than saying, I'm moving to Canada Mm -hmm. if blah, blah, blah. We always hear that with the the, uh, Hollywood people. I'm moving to Canada if George Bush is reelected. I'm moving to to Zimbabwe if uh, Donald Trump is elected. And of course, they never actually do. But jumping off a bridge seems like a more extreme act than threatening to move to a foreign country.
1: Well, he's only one of four of Trump's former officials that... You know, are, he's not one of four. There are only four people who were in Trump's cabinet or one of his uh, officials who say they will support him. Obviously, Bill Barr, not one of these people. But isn't this the guy who used to just hide under his chair the whole time he was in office?
2: Well, but but it is another example, Casey. Donald Trump picked this guy right there's no and this is why I guess how many times do we come back to this Donald Trump picked this guy whether it's Christopher Wray the FBI director or Dan Coats or McConnell's wife or, I mean Trump picked this guy and it wasn't like well Trump was new he didn't know Trump picked this guy midway through being the president his first term is only term as president You should probably know what's up by that point. And Bill Barr was the ultimate establishment person. He was in the same position under old man Bush. So not only did he pick a super establishment guy, he picked a super old tired establishment guy who was a product of the Bushes. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't understand why people give Trump a free pass on all of this stuff. He kept doing the very thing that he claims to despise and he kept doing the very thing that he's running on stopping
1: again okay well the maga base populist conservative blue collar convinced the nation is on the verge of catastrophe Uh uh-huh exceptionally loyal to donald trump so they're gonna keep going with him but this is this
2: is insane and we read that very nice letter last week from a listener talking about why they won't move off trump but this is insane this
1: guy trump picked this guy Well, and if Trump wins, he's going to jump off a bridge. I wonder which bridge does he have that picked out?
2: (laughs) Well, that's a good point. He didn't really clarify. It could be like at the uh, in Brownsburg, there's Arbuckle Park Mm -hmm. and there's a bridge there. (laughs) It's a little bridge. Well, and while that might be somewhat inconvenient and you might twist an ankle, that's not like jumping off the
1: Golden Gate Bridge. (laughs) I just keep thinking if your friends all jumped off a bridge, would you do the same? (laughs) Something your mom would say to you. Yeah. Okay, so Trump says no more money for Ukraine until all of the information. On Biden is released. And uh, he said, hey, when it comes to the Bidens, it's time to take the gloves off.
4: Joe Biden is compromised. He's dragging us into a global conflict on behalf of the very same country, Ukraine, that apparently paid his family all of these millions of dollars. In light of this information, the U.S. Congress should refuse to authorize a single additional payment of our depleted stockpiles. Did you see last week? Last week, he said, we have no ammunition. The United States, you know, I rebuilt the military. We had so much ammunition. We had to buy storage, massive storage bins for it. It's almost gone. First of all, that shouldn't have happened. But who would release that? Who would say that? That was classified information, wasn't it, huh? But the weapons stockpiles to Ukraine until the FBI, DOJ, and IRS hand over every scrap of evidence they have on the Biden crime family's corrupt business dealings. We have to know, and the public deserves to know. In addition, Congress should immediately vote to block Joe Biden's recent call-up of reserve forces. We're sending now troops over to Europe to fight. We're sending troops to fuel this escalating conflict. Not a single American life should be put at risk because crooked Joe Biden has been illegally paid off. He's been paid off. He's a corrupt president. And you know what? I would have never said that. I have too much respect for the office of the presidency, and I never said that. I can't say great things about him because he's been a horrible president, but I would never say. But you know what? Now we have to take the gloves off because they took the gloves off, so we take the gloves off.
1: Okay, so he's implying that we're sending all of this aid and money over to Ukraine because he's on the take.
4: I think
2: that's probably a fair thing to throw out there, mm-hmm. and I think you would it might be hard to disprove uh, that otherwise. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Adam Schiff, you remember him, right? He's mm-hmm. the guy who claimed for years he had evidence of Russia collusion, never uh, produced it. He is now very concerned... Because this impeachment, a uh, potential impeachment of Joe Biden, could be an impeachment in search of evidence rather than impeachment because of evidence.
1: All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W.I.B.C. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins
0: to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. They're participating in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: you had to be vaccinated you had to show your card a lot of people were very upset about it said they were going to boycott the event uh this year gen con not a word about any of that oh, isn't that interesting why. what a difference a year make but uh gen con coming to indy it starts on thursday runs through the weekend it's a pricey little affair 135 dollars for a four-day pass 70 bucks if you just want to go thursday or friday 85 dollars on saturday 17 for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's, everybody's wrapping up on Sunday. That's when you want to go, I guess. Uh, but I, I just no, think no, that Gen that's...
2: Gen Con, which, which nerd nerd convention is that? Is this the, is
1: the, the cosplay one and the... Cosplay, game, is that... Let, gaming and ca- role-playing games.
2: Uh, Casey, pretend I'm a... Th- Thirty something year old man, a normal thirty something year old man. When you say cosplay, what mm-hmm. what is what is that?
1: Dressing up in costumes and acting like the character. Oh,
2: I see. So you're you're uh, you're you're dressing up like you might dress up as uh, Scooby Doo. Scooby, would it be Scooby Doo? <laughs> sure. I don't that's think that's what
1: I would pick. I don't
2: think what that's what they're they're looking for. Like Star Wars mm-hmm. people, like you might dress up as Luke Skywalker and pretend to be. Luke Skywalker, is that correct?
1: Yeah, although I would probably pick Princess Leia, but yeah. Well, right,
2: because you're a woman and you acknowledge that you're a woman. Who yeah. would you pick? Rob? Well, I would be picking no one because I'm a grown ass man, Kevin, and as such, we've <laughs> long no fun. we've long said on this show there are, there are a few rules for grown ass men. One is that you don't wear a jersey with another man's name on the back of it, and the one of the other rules is you don't dress up like fictional characters and pretend to Be them, (laughs) unless you're being super duper ridiculous. So these people, these people are being legitimate.
1: Oh yeah, they're into it. Like
2: I, like I once went to a pro wrestling event in my early 30s, and I, to be as ridiculous as I possibly could, had a professional. Artist come in and paint my face like the Ultimate Warrior, Mm -hmm. and I did like the wristbands like he had. Did you feel cool? No, it was solely to be as ridiculous as I possibly could. And like when we went to the bars before the thing, people were coming up like, "That face paint is freaking awesome." But the goal was to be ridiculous. The people who go to the the these conventions are doing it because they're super into it. They're not trolling. Yeah, no, it's their hobby.
1: I will give you fifty dollars to dress up as Harry Potter
4: and go to Gen Con.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How does that sound? (laughs) I would be assassinated
2: by those people if I went to that thing because I would not be able to keep, keep my mouth shut. Plus, uh, how much did you say it is
1: to get in? Uh, what was it? One, 135. 135 bucks. For four days.
2: Yeah. I clearly would not go for four days. I would try to not go for four minutes. Clearly. What, clearly. How much, what, what is a one-day pass? It's 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, Kev, I would not spend $25 of my own money, plus 70. whatever the costume costs, in order to make myself completely miserable.
6: I'll, I'll bump it up to uh, $75. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll pay your way in. So, <laughs> organizers
1: say the event's going to feature more than 500 exhibit hall booths, a life-size 10,000-square-foot true dungeon. Oh, wow. From Dungeons & Dragons. Lucas Oil Stadium.
2: Also Yeah, yeah, Kevin was thinking the same. Yeah, there's a genre for
1: that. (laughs) Also one of the country's largest sci-fi and fantasy art shows. Oh. Ooh, an art show. I wonder if Hunter Biden will have some work there. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about Adam Schiff really quick. Did you know, speaking of costumes, Adam Schiff has released a an entire line of merch? How exciting. Schiff Schiff Schiffective.
2: It's a what? Sh-
1: effective
2: merch. Oh, uh, how exciting. Boy, wouldn't you just want to wear, when you think of things that I would want to be like. Remember the old Michael Jordan commercial, I'd like to be like Mike? Mm-hmm. And it, I believe that was Gatorade. But if you're thinking, man, I would love to wear pe- the merchandise of people I would love to wear. Mm-hmm. You're going to get yourself, in this order, a pair of Air Jordans <laughs> and then... Adam Schiff merch. Mm-hmm. but You're going to rock those together, and you are going to be the envy of every party that you attend, Casey.
1: You can buy a $55 t-shirt. It's a crew neck, and it says Adam Schiff for Senate on it, oh. and uh, that's the low, low price of only $55.
2: How exciting. Yeah. I mean, gosh, boy. Women would be practically removing their underwear and throwing, throwing their <laughs> panties at you as you walk down the street if you were rocking an Adam Schiff shirt.
1: He's such a nose picker. (laughs) (laughs) He he voted to impeach Trump twice, lied about evidence on the Russian collusion, and now says any impeachment of Biden would be an impeachment in search of evidence.
4: I
2: mean,
3: for a long time, it didn't appear clear that they they even knew who they wanted to impeach. You know, do they want to impeach Ali Mayorkas or maybe Merrick Garland or maybe Joe Biden or maybe somebody else? Uh, They seem to be
2: an impeachment inquiry in search of a subject uh, and certainly in search of evidence.
1: No, they want to impeach all of them. Yes. That's it. Well,
2: yeah, he's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, he's the guy that had, for years, claimed he had all this evidence of Russia collusion and Trump. And, of course, he didn't have any because it didn't happen. It didn't exist. I mean, these people are just, they're pathetic people. But we live in a world where there is probably a 50-50 chance that this guy is going to get elevated for his lies and misdeeds against this country to the U.S. Senate. Because that's what we do. We reward people, Casey, who misbehave?
1: So I know Kevin is a big fan of stickers. You can get an Adam Schiff sticker oh. for six dollars. Oh wow, six dollars. Pass those out in the men. Yeah, that's bathroom. way too expensive. Um, <laughs> Kevin stickers. Yeah, are Yeah, I get mine out for free mm-hmm.
6: in the bathrooms.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, so, so l- let's let's take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Casey, yeah. irate voicemail guy has called the show. Oh no, and he is very angry okay. about something that we said uh, last week about what happened during the summer of love in 2020. And so we, you know, irate hatred voicemail guy front goes right to the front of the line. Yes, absolutely.
1: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
6: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 pain
4: I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering
6: machine. I'm not in it. It is Kendall and and Casey on 93 WIBC.
1: It's our favorite portion of the program where we turn it over to you at 317-684-8444. Questions, comments, smart remarks.
2: Okay, before we get, because hate, hate you voicemail guy called. Mm -hmm. And he's very, very, very upset about something we said last week. Okay. We will address that. But... I did want to read you this tweet I got over the weekend, because this is, you know, it's really wild, because the guys down the street from us at 200 West Washington will say, no one listens to their show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the scientific research will tell us, you know, tens of thousands of people are listening, you know, hour by hour. So it's really weird. You've got the scientific research That the industry goes by versus the, you know, opinion radio insiders down the street from us at the Indiana State Capitol. And this is it's just always wild to me what an influence our show has on the masses, and that's why they hate us so much. Why do the politicians hate us so much? Because we are so listened to, and we are even listened to by people who absolutely hate our guts.
1: They wish they had a platform. Because
2: we are so wildly Charismatic mm-hmm. and charming, yeah. and entertaining. I know, and quite frankly, We're just very beautiful people. <laughs>
1: so this, tw- some of us more than others.
2: So this tweet comes from a guy named, and I've got, I've, I've never met this guy before in my life. Okay. okay, so I have no reason to doubt this is true. It's not like I have played, you know, Parcheesi or uh, hung out at the Bellagio with this guy. Mm-hmm. I've, I, as my recall, I've never actually met him. Okay, his name is Todd Zimmerman. And Todd Zimmerman is on the Fishers City Council, it appears. And he is running for re-election to the Fishers City Council. Okay, are you ready? Yep. This is the t- a tweet. I got it on Saturday. Uh, at, at Robin Kendall on Twitter, if you would ever like to tweet me as equally interesting things as this. As I'm going door to door today, I asked residents to honestly tell me what they like and what they may dislike about Fishers. One resident answered the door and said, quote... If you get that Rob Kendall off the air, then you have my vote. <laughs> After about ten, a 10-minute ten conversation of me asking why she didn't listen to opposing views, she agreed to keep giving you a chance. I probably lost that vote, but kept you on the air. Oh, thank God. Even though you come at Fisher's sometimes, I still listen. Have a good weekend. Hmm. So uh, if you are in the greater Fisher's area, please support Todd Zimmerman because he's keeping us on the air. Yeah, he,
1: he, uh, he saved your job.
2: Um, so I was thinking in my uh, racking my brain and I was thinking, okay, how often do we really talk about fishers? And I can only think of, and maybe I have missed some other egregious thing that I've said, because clearly I've said many of them over the years, but the only things I can think of that we have mentioned in the city of fishers is their horrific Terrible, awful, no-good, dirtball mayor, Scott Fadness, who shut the businesses down at 10 p.m. because, quote, COVID. Mm -hmm. And we rip on him all the time because he is a total rhino and awful. And so we do point out when he does ridiculous stuff... And the other thing with Fishers that we have mentioned is how the supposed conservatives on the Hamilton Southeastern School Board have stabbed the taxpayers in the back by agreeing to put another school referendum on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So that is amazing to me that us mentioning those two things about how ridiculous it is that the loser mayor there hurt businesses by arbitrarily shutting them down at 10 p.m. because I guess COVID started at 10 and at 9.59 you were fine, pointing out how stupid that is, and then pointing out how the school board stabbed people in the back by putting another tax referendum on the ballot, I guess if that enrages you and makes me a bad guy, then guilty as charged.
1: I do recall one other time we talked oh. about Fishers, and that was about the Geist Water Park. That's the, right! The parking. We did! When the yeah. parking went up to like $50. Yes,
2: how they basically said, if you are you are an outsider, we do not want you in the city of Fishers, and they are now charging ridiculous fees mm-hmm. to park yeah. at, at Geist. Yes, that,
1: right. that is the, correct. For the $27 million beach. But isn't that so wild that we are so,
2: even amongst people who hate us, we are so top of mind and wildly popular that some guy comes to your door and says hey i'm I'm really trying to improve our city i'm trying to do a better job what would you like to see improved and it's not a water and sewer issue it's not roads it's not infrastructure it's not tax reform it's Mm -hmm. not why are you using taxpayer money to
1: build minor league hockey stadiums it's Get Can, that radio guy get, off the air. Get
2: Rob off the air. He doesn't even live here, but he's pointing out obvious things where our government is coming up short, <laughs> and that is highly offensive <laughs> to me.
1: Well, congratulations. But, You're very popular in fish. But
2: hey, nobody listens, right? right exactly. uh, okay, so last week, I forget how we got on this, but we were talking about the summer of love and what happened and how, in many cases cities were essentially burned to the ground.
1: I know how we got on it. We Ah. were talking about Jefferson Shreve. Oh, yes! And that he needs to come out and ask where Hogsett was.
2: Yes, that's right. We were were pointing out how Shreve is spending all this time focused on law-abiding gun owners... And running television ads and spending all sorts of money to target law-abiding gun owners rather than actually doing the job necessary to get elected, which is go at the guy who is a huge part of the problem, which is Joe Hogsett. Mm-hmm. And the ad you need to run, because everybody knows where Joe Hogsett was during the riots, everybody knows, is run the ads telling everybody where Joe Hogsett was during the riots and why he disappeared as the city burned to the ground. Now, that apparently made this guy very angry. I will tell you this from my own experience because I was downtown as the riots were beginning to start. I've told this story many, many times. My now wife and I, this was kind of the first weekend that uh, Lord Eric the Red had, and, and Boss Hogsett had permitted bars and restaurants to be open in some capacity. We were downtown. I'll tell you exactly where we were. We were at Brothers. The, uh, this was, I guess, a Friday night. The sky was beginning to... Uh, the sun was beginning to set. And I started seeing some clientele venture past that looked as though that was not going to end well in the foreseeable future. And I told her at the time, I said, we have to go. Yeah. She was in the middle of something. I said, doesn't matter. Pay the tab. Let's go. We got out of here about 30 minutes before... All hell broke loose in this city. I will tell you as someone who then came downtown Sunday, so after night one and night two for the now defunct, once award-winning, Marconi-worthy Rob Kendall show on Sunday, this place, and I say this as someone who had, who owned a business that was hit by a hurricane multiple times, looked like it had been hit by a hurricane. Mm. There were fires that had been extinguished. There were windows that were broken I mean, there was just the monument was a disgrace. I mean, you can still see the ramifications of that. This city was turned upside down. And I use the phrase the city was burned to the ground because essentially downtown Indianapolis, the greater downtown area, was in many ways burned to the ground, smashed to the ground, whatever word you want to use. People were murdered. Because Joe Hogshead disappeared and it happened in Portland and it happened in Seattle and it happened in Chicago and it happened in New York and it happened pretty much in every major metropolitan city across this country. Something similar happened. Now, if you want to play word salad and say it was smashed to the ground, not burned to the ground, it's all the same. Cities were burned to the ground because the people in charge did absolutely nothing. And then we get this voicemail.
6: This narrative you have that all the major cities in the United States were burnt to the ground. I mean, where the hell did you get that information? What was burnt to the ground in, in, in Indianapolis? What was burnt to the ground in any city? You have such a false narrative. You have so, you, you, you're so, I mean, are you just pandering to the, I, I, I know that you have had people who don't like you because you don't support Trump 100% of the time, but you got to throw them a bone. I mean, come on, man. You saw what he did. He didn't ask people to walk down to the capitals to to be nice. They had nooses. They had a gallows set up. It wasn't a peaceful protest. It wasn't questioning the legitimacy of an election. He wanted them to do exactly what they did. They read him loud and clear, and they did exactly what he wanted them to do. Pull your head out of your ass, see what reality is for a change, and and stop this crap about all these cities being burnt to the ground. He's talking about two different things. Well,
2: yeah, so we had said, because what triggered this guy is that we had said Trump held a, a rally, which he is entitled to do. In the nation's capital, mm-hmm. he asked people to walk to the nation's capital, which he is entitled to do. At no point did he tell anyone to storm the capital. He was not up front with a bayonet yelling, Charge! He told people to go home. And this guy is so triggered by that that apparently he is willing to excuse the events of downtown Indianapolis, in which someone just sent me a text and they're absolutely 100% right. The CVS was burned to the ground. Mm. So what whatever phrase you want to use, smashed to the ground, mm-hmm. burned to the ground, mm-hmm. shot to the ground, uh, spray painted to the ground, it was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of it was a little bit of the perfect soup that took place in the greater downtown Indianapolis area. But
1: you're talking about two different timelines. You're talking about May of 2020. And he's talking about January 6th, 21.
2: But what he what he's trying to say, because I think he's conflating and mixing things together, is we were talking about, and we have many times on this show, none of these Democrat politicians give two dams about what happened in Indianapolis, Seattle, Portland, fill in your favorite metropolitan city, but they will go to the ends of the earth to prosecute Donald Trump for telling people to go home for January 6th. Buddy, and I'm going to say this, no shtick on this one, okay? As someone who drove downtown the Sunday after two nights of riots, and as someone who's had a business and lived through hurricanes, I will tell you what downtown Indianapolis looked like was worse than a major hurricane going through a city. Roads were closed up. It was like some sort of dystopian, like end of the world existence where there are people scattered around trying to put boards up, people trying to sweep glass out of the street, people trying to put out fires. I was, in the middle of the day, Casey, on a Sunday, I was petrified to be down here, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't wait to get out of here, and I only hoped that I could make it out in one piece. That was the longest show I ever did. This city was a disaster, and whatever you want to call it, it sucked, and whatever you want to call it, it's the fault of Joe Hogshead, which no one knows where he is. And the point of all this, to wrap it up, is that Jefferson Street would rather spend his money on ads going after
1: law-abiding gun owners than calling that clown out. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Hammer's going to join us next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who
0: always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: in the studio with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Interesting conversation took
3: place between me and some of my buddies over the weekend. No. Mm-hmm. So I got a random text from a friend and all the question was, read: how many fourth graders could you beat up at once? <laughs> <laughs> so we started... Talking about this, because I think he saw this on a TV show yeah. or something, uh-huh. and the situation is this, okay? And I really want honest answers from both of you, mm-hmm. Rob and Casey. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you can weigh in, too. If you were to walk out of your house and a group of fourth graders, so they're probably nine, ten years old, yeah. probably ten years mm-hmm. old. Sure. Sure. And they're unarmed. Uh-huh. Rob, it's boys for you. Casey, it's girls for you. Mm-hmm. And they really want to do you harm. They want to kill you. They want to get in your house. They want to ransack your house and screw with your family. Your job is to fight off as many as you can and be last man standing. How many fourth graders could you beat up at one time?
2: Okay, so this is real luck of the draw. Because when you're dealing with a 10-year-old or a 9-year-old, you've got some guys that look like, you know, uh Baby Huey out there.
3: Right. Baby Gronk. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: And then you've got some guys that are the little, you know, shrimpy. <laughs> Whatever it's the luck of
3: the draw. It is. Right. It's like remember the movie Little
2: Giants where the ice box is you know real big, or, right? Or what's his face the the meathead guy is real big, but then you got the little little sh- you know shrimpy guy with the goggles who you could take on thirty of him,
3: right? So I'm gonna say, and hey, keep in mind we're not treating them nice because they're fourth graders. We're not going easy. If you have to kill some of these kids, you have to kill some of these kids because wow. they're trying to kill you. So, how many fourth graders could you take who are trying to kill you, hurt you at one time?
2: I'm thinking a good 7 or 8 depending on the luck of the draw because if I'm fighting to win, I'm and I'm fighting like if I can if you could hurt them, mm-hmm. d- then, you know, you could you could take a couple of them out pretty quick and then right. if you get it down to 3 on 1 or something, uh, yeah, I'm thinking a good 7 or 8, mm-hmm. realistically, depending on how big they actually are.
3: Yeah. The consensus between our friends was between 10 and 11. Wow,
2: that's a lot.
3: Because you're going to have to just wail on a couple right away. That's true. And then you could use those beat down kids as weapons that's against a the a other point. ones. That's a good point. <laughs>
2: Gosh, this I didn't, yeah, see, I didn't even think that through. I mean, if you're fighting to win. Right. Uh,
3: if it's battle royal, last man yeah. standing, you know, one winner walks out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're defending your life. You're defending your children's lives. Against this angry group of uh, fourth graders, because
2: mm-hmm. because w- when I was in junior football at ten years old, the weight limit to run the football was eighty pounds. So like I had to make sure I was under eighty. You pounds. were a
3: blue striper. I was a blue striper. Yeah,
2: yeah. So if I you had to be under eighty pounds, so I'm guessing that's maybe like an average, mm-hmm. th- and I don't know if that still is or or whatever. But let's say it's an eighty or ninety pound kid, I should be able to take. You're right. I should probably be able to take ten different eighty or ninety pound kids because on average they don't know how to fight.
3: Mm. Right. You could use one even as a human shield. Yeah. Which <laughs> the
2: school already does that all the time. Right. Schools it, across the state do that all the
3: time.
1: And if he's the last one left then you could, you know, take care of business yeah. and then you're
3: safe. Casey,
1: what about you? Well strictly in self defense only would I ever do this, but you know Oh, stop it with that disclaimer. Okay, so I can make uh, grown men cry with because my looks have tones, and all I would have to do is switch into old lady Daniels mode. And those yes. Kids would go running away. How many of these little heifers could you knock out? That's oh, seven what or eight, about. easily. Easily, <laughs> okay. no problem. I mean, I'd do the hair pulling and the right. scratching of the eyes, the whole they're, thing.
2: They're, hang on, Kev, hang on just a second. We might have to move one spot because I want to make sure we have time to get through this real quick. If you and their bones are brittle, too. Right. I mean they're not I mean they're not fully not brittle, maybe is not the right word, but they're not fully, fully formed.
3: And they probably aren't as screwed up mentally as we are. We're dirtier fighters. Yeah, they would be right. weak.
2: They would wilt, and they don't have weapons or anything. It's just hand-on-hand combat.
3: So Kevin, you look like a fourth grade. How many could you take? Like, yeah, comes the yeah, well, here's the thing about me is that I'm it's quick squirrely. and I've got way more stamina uh-huh. and way better physicality. I'm right. yeah. right. so in mean, it like Mike quick Tyson, jab, quick kind jab. of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you take it. me the distance, I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: All right, exactly. Kevin, you can fire the bumper music up. Sorry about that. Hammer, <laughs> hey, what's coming up this afternoon? I
3: want more of this conversation. I want your YouTube <laughs> chat to weigh in. How many fourth graders could you beat up at one time if your life was in danger? Nobody's got weapons.
2: It's a... Fascinating conversation. You are a sick, (laughs) twisted individual, but I love how
1: it came up. I love that.
2: (laughs) Eleven. It's the best conversation we've had this whole show.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC.